Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitri. Coming up on today's show, Caleb and Chris have to do better. Are you buying all this Jordan Love hype? And last but not least, and for the culture, leave nephew Ronnie alone. It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day One your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. We really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day One is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Come. ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, for those of you who don't know, if you're not watching on YouTube and you listen on the audio feed, first of all, thank you. Um, this is not a Tanitra Batiste episode today. She is not with us today. She will be back tomorrow for all, the, all you people who just started crying. Dry your tears. She'll be back. I promise you. Aaron Freeman joins me today at Fat Fans. Fat Fac fans, Falk fans, <laughs> RIP, uh, Aaron Freeman, you can follow him on Twitter. And of course, he is the Locked On Falcons host, the most humble host that you will ever meet in your life. And I hope that you're seeing me and kind of think that, you know, you see the little smirk on my face as I say that. because you So know, humble, Jarvis. So, so he is. The man is just the hum- most humble man I've ever met in my life. I promise you. Like, I don't know anybody more humble. I don't know who's more humble, him or me. But that's another that's another debate for another day. Aaron got a chance to you know check out this twenty four to ten win of the Atlanta Falcons, and I think that after going through the film, I, I think that you know I, I'm a little bit more calm because I started to think about like all right, first week, obviously people want to overreact and try to say okay, well you know. You know, uh, uh, Chris Lindstrom is the they, he didn't deserve the money. He was the absolute worst. Or Desmond Ritter needs to be thrown out to to, to the uh, to the to the fields and, and you know take the trash out basically and and bring in Taylor Heineke. But after you got a chance to watch the game and, and go back through it and kind of had kind of let some things settle in, like who do you feel like needs to make the biggest improvement in order to try to get this win against the Green Bay Packers uh, on Sunday? Well, I would I would go with the offensive line, right? Um, right? You know, we make a lot about you know how good Derek Brown and Brian Burns were, and they are good. They're they're very good players, some of the better yeah. players at their respective positions in the NFL. But Green Bay has guys just as good, if not better, than those guys, right? Mm, I I think you can I make do. a case that Rashawn Gary is better than Brian Burns. I think you can make a case that Kenny Clark is better than Derek Brown, and not to mention it's not just those two guys because outside right. of Derek Brown and Brian Burns ain't nobody really doing much for the Panthers up front. You know, Justin Houston, I don't know what he was doing out there. I didn't really notice him. He's on E. He's <laughs> on E, Aaron. <laughs> I did, I He's on even, E. I did not even realize he was in the game. He's he trying to he, figure it out. Yeah. So, but like, you know, Green Bay's got a bunch of rookies that showed out against the Bears Kobe Wooden, Lucas Van Ness, Carl Brooks, some of those guys we saw at the, down at the Senior Bowl. They have Preston Smith. They have, um, 
Devontae uh, Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt, yeah. Decatur's like, finest. Yeah. yeah. He's, so yeah. he you got know, home. <laughs> they got yeah. they got a bunch of dudes out there that can beat you. And it's not mm-hmm. just two guys that you have to game like because the Falcons basically, after a certain point, was able to kind of neutralize Burns and, and Brown because they were just like, okay, we'll just have turn seven down guys. We'll yeah. double we'll <laughs> double team t- those two guys and everybody else will be fine. Right. And, you, you know, you try double teaming, you know, Gary, you tried double teaming um Clark or, or Wyatt, like there's other guys that are gonna beat you. So I think this Falcons offensive line had definitely has to step up this week. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that because I, I think that, you know, when you think about like like the first week reaction, right? Like I think the offensive line probably caught the caught the most brunt of all of the angst and and, and disdain yeah. from Falcons fans, yeah. right? You know, specifically on Twitter. You know, and I would specifically probably say Caleb McGarry probably yeah. caught the most of it, right? Yeah, he caught a lot of bodies um, on social um, over the week. So, but I think that when you think about that offensive line, as far as some of the 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 the, the highlights of it, right? And here's where I'm at with it. I really feel like Matthew Bergeron had a solid game, mm-hmm. super solid game, and. Be honest with you, PFF had him graded out the highest of any offensive lineman on, on out of the starting five. He also graded out higher than your very well paid right guard. And to be honest with you, after looking at it, and Chris Lister, don't get me wrong, had a really bad game. <laughs> he had a really bad game to put it lightly. And I, but when you think about it, have to put it in perspective and kind of take a take a step back and look at it, and just like. That's probably the last time that Bergeron is going to grade higher than, than Chris Lindstrom because given the track record of what we've seen now, and Bergeron had his struggles as well because we talked about it before we started, started the show. Derrick Brown touched everybody, like literally everybody. <laughs> like that, that batted down pass, he was going to get Drew Dalman, and he was about to put the uh, – um, Put um, Dalman right there in the lap of a Mr. Ritter. So yeah, those are some of the things that we like that we pointed out. But I think I'm with you. I think the offensive line has to really, really step up uh, in this game because I, th- I think that they need to start to start start settling in where they're going to be like as the season goes along. Because I don't think week one in that first half, I don't think that's where they are. Mm-hmm. I think they're much better than that, and they showed that in the second half once they started to make some adjustments. But I think coming down the line, I think the offensive line is kind of, you know, where where they need to be as far as that, as far as the biggest unit that needs to make the um, the most improvement. Now, before before we move on, I, I what specific player do you see that that you know for a fact that I, I guess I'm already answered this question. Like when I think it's going to be Chris Lynch, I think he's going to make the biggest jump as to how his play last week versus this week. But what, what is the player that that you have in mind that you saying that, okay, this guy is going to make a, a big jump this week against green Bay as well. I know he graded out pretty well. Jake Matthews is, is probably the guy I'm picking, but I, I saw a couple of times where I was like, this don't look like the normal Jake. You're right. So I think yeah. those are the two guys you, you talk about Lindstrom, you talk about Jake Matthews. Like those are the two guys that you go into every game expecting to be lights out. You don't worry about them. And when you have that as your kind of anchor points on the offensive line, then you can kind of do all the schematic things that Arthur Smith has been doing to try to, you know, mask the idea of the other three guys where we consistently had bigger question marks. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we won't have that question mark moving forward at the left guard position, as you mentioned with Matthew Bergeron moving forward. But, um, you know, I think Jake is one of those guys that needs to play better because when, 
you know, you're you're getting brought down to Caleb McGarry's level, like you know, that's that's not a good look for Jake, right? You know, no, not at like, all. We, we, yes. you know, I know we're slandering Caleb McGarry a lot, but like it's like yeah. we, we know what <laughs> Caleb McGarry is. Like, yeah, we know what he is. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, the money didn't great. change that. Yeah. He's, he's a great run blocker, <laughs> and he's an okay pass protector. Yeah. And you know, I, I thought Jake. He was he was fine in, in pass protection. He, he he did get that work from Brian Burns a couple of reps, um, but that the run blocking to me also was a problem for Jake uh, in this game. And you go back to 21, 2021, Jake's run blocking wasn't very good that year. And then last year, the run his run blocking I thought was really good. Some of the best run blocking he's had throughout his NFL career. And so mm-hmm. I think that's not to say that's the reason why the Falcons' rushing success was so good. But last year, but it is one of those things where. Like if you can get Jake playing at his best level where you're getting, you know, that what an eight out of 10 pass protector and also maybe like a seven out of 10 run blocker, you know, that's going to be a real big boost for the Falcons offensive line. So Jake is the guy in addition to some of the other players that I think needs to step up. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. And I, I like I love how we talk about the bigs, man. Like that just gets me excited. Like let's get these big boys right. And then all the rest of the stuff will fall into place. I'm, I'm with you on that. But coming up next, though. Desmond Ritter, Jordan Love are the highest rated passers in the NFL? Wait a minute. We'll talk about that battle coming up next. But first, got to let you know that this episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by Jace Medical. Jarvis Davis here for Jace Case. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. Yes, the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind when you are in an emergency. And you don't have to just hope to have your medication. You know, you can have access to it right there. So what am I talking about? Okay, Jace Medical is simple, guys. It's very simple. All you got to do is go online, fill out a form, and then you get prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to jacemedical.com so you can save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, guess what? On top of that, you're going to get an additional $20 off. All you got to do is use my code locked on. Yes, the code locked on. At checkout. So here's what I want you to do. Go to jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code locked on and make sure you're not scrambling when there is emergency. ATL Day Ones is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Got Aaron Freeman with me today. Filling in for my girl, Tanitra Batishi. We'll be back tomorrow. So dry your tears, dry your eyes. I promise you, she will be back. And to my everydayers, you guys knew that she wasn't going to be here. So guess what? That means you need to come back tomorrow and drop that doggone I'm an everydayer in the comment box. We really appreciate you guys. We are pushing towards 9,000 subscribers. Yes, we're almost at 9,000 subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta, please do so. And if on the audio feed you haven't hit that subscribe button, like what are you waiting on? Follow us so you can get that notification that every time a new episode drops. Now, Aaron, now, Jordan Love had a, a pretty doggone good game. But my, my question to you is, when you think about, like, who they went up against, right? I kind of had to put this thing in perspective. 
the Chicago Bears are awfully run team <laughs> like just from a coaching standpoint like Ryan Poles you know he may be, have a little savvy about him with the moves that he made on draft day and everything and I know some some Chicago Bears fans are still maybe starting to you know shed some tears after they seen uh, uh Jalen Carter you know play his first game um <clears throat> you know he out there doing his thing you know you know getting it in doing like he's supposed to do uh, mm-hmm. on the field uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that when you put it in perspective as to what Jordan Love was faced up against, right? Like, that defense isn't good. That offensive line for the Chicago Bears isn't good. And there wasn't any expectations of them being good. Now they brought some guys in to try to fill some holes um, up, up, up front. But overall, no one was expecting the Chicago Bears offensive line to be that great. So with that being said, are you in a space where the Falcons' defense should be concerned that Jordan Love is coming to town. Yeah, I think so. I, I'll say this. I, I, if we're talking about, are, am I buying the hype on Jordan Love? Yeah, I'll buy the hype on Jordan Love being Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Where mm. you put him in an offensive system and it's kind of like point and click, go out there, make the throws that you need to make. He did that against the Chicago Bears. They schemed right. up a lot of throws, especially on third downs, where he was just kind of picking apart the Bears' zone defense. And I think we saw the Falcons in week one kind of sit back and, and hey Bryce Young if you can pick us apart go ahead and he couldn't do it right yeah, um right. and I, if they play that style against the the Packers I don't think you're going to succeed doing that because I think they've shown Jordan Love's mastery of that offense you know now being in there for four years like he can he can go out there he can do the things that we're sitting here thinking we want Desmond Ritter to do to just go out there and execute the offense as Arthur right. Smith calls yeah. it up right mm-hmm. um so like I I am thinking Jordan Love can be that type of player for the Packers, and I think showed that in week one. And I, I think that's going to be a challenge for the Falcons. I, I think they, they need to go out there and be much more aggressive uh, on defense because, as I said, like if if they're just sitting back and just saying, hey, come out and beat us, like, you know, I, I hope this is one of these games that really shows the difference between Dean Pease and Ryan Nielsen, where not Ryan Nielsen's going to be much more aggressive. Dean Pease was just content, like, hey, look, uh, we ain't got the talent. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, you're gonna make a mistake. So we're just gonna right. make you dig and dunk, and then when we get yeah. in the red zone, hopefully we'll get a stop. You get right. three points, and then we'll figure it out from there. I don't think you can play that style moving forward, and you have the talent to, that you can be more aggressive now with Ryan Nielsen. So that's what I'm hoping to see. But I, I think Jordan Love is good. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and, and crown him as you know Aaron Rodgers or anything like that right no like, no yeah yeah, yeah yeah but if if you're looking for a like a Jimmy Garoppolo type of, of quarterback that is a competent quarterback that can operate the offense at a high level I think Jordan Love has shown that he can do that based off of week one and hopefully the Falcons as they have done many times against a Jimmy Garoppolo in the last couple of years even with Dean Pease playing the style of defense that he wanted to play yeah we have been able to disrupt that 49ers offense with Jimmy G under center so I'm hopeful and optimistic that we'll do the same with Jordan Love. Yeah, I I agree because here's the thing. Like when it comes to like schemes and and different and what, you know, Ryan Nielsen wants to do, we know that he wants to be aggressive. We know that he wants to send guys from different levels. And we saw a little bit of that, you know, uh, last week, you know, specifically in the second half when they started to make those those necessary adjustments and they started moving that defensive line around up front from stunts and all that stuff. They started moving guys around. Uh, it was a beautiful sight to see. So I, I think that, you know, I think just it's just a matter of this defense getting off to a good start. And like you said, 
you know, you're talking about point-and-click type offense. Like, when you have a guy like that, when you have those system quarterbacks, because it seems like we've been using that word a lot more lately because, I mean, to be honest with you, it's hard to find guys that are just really good. You can just drop them in any system, and they're going to be – you know, 10, 15 year starters. Like, and that's those guys are hard to find. So, when you have a guy like a Jordan Love who nobody really believed in when, when the Packers drafted him, and Aaron Rodgers said, You know what? Oh, y'all gonna draft a quarterback to replace me? How about I'm gonna have a, have a, a MVP season behind that? Yeah, Dude. how about that? <laughs> two of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, two of them. You know what I mean? So, when you think about the, the levels, it's levels to this quarterback thing. That's why I kind of like, I tell people to kind of chill on Desmond Ritter because like we don't know what he is. Like we understand that the Falcons at least think that they he can point and click you know, for right now. And then you, once you start to get into that development phase as far as like learning the offense more, getting more comfortable in the scheme, learning actually what you do like in that within that scheme and, and then the coach make, making those necessary adjustments and, and calling those plays for you because you know what to look for in the first read if it's not there, or in the second read if that second that first read is not there, or what where's my check down, or do I always want to go to my check down, or or am I looking for a Drake London or or a Kyle Pitts, you know, when I'm trying to push the ball down the field. So I, I think that the Falcons defense really, you know, is going to have to get off to a good start, you know, uh, from the beginning. I think they got to establish themselves in the in the beginning, just like. Like they did with the Carolina Panthers when they stopped them on four for one. I was like, okay, this is this is something that you know I like. This is what I like to see. Like when you have your your defense establish themselves, and I think they're going to have to get Jordan Love in a space where he's not comfortable because he was very comfortable last week mm-hmm. to the tune of what thirty eight points against Chicago Bears. So I think when you get to a space where Nielsen is putting that pressure on him, I think the Falcons defense should be should be in a, in, a, in a good space. Now, as far as on the other side of that, right, we talking about Desmond Ritter. Ritter, we, 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 we talked about what Ritter is, you know, last week, right? The offensive line has to get better. We talked about that in the first segment. And with him having to get better, like what does that even – what does that look like for him? What do you think that looks like for him as far as, okay, here we are in, 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 in a – in a in a space where this offensive line was a little bit shaky, there's some guys that we can kind of kind of scheme around. And Caleb McGarry, we kind of used that. Man, it seemed like we just going in on Caleb McGarry today. But sorry, <laughs> Caleb. But you know, try, you. we're we're trying to make a point here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So so is there? You know, we we listed out all the names in, in, earlier on about what they're going to be faced up against with Devontae Wyatt, Preston Smith, you know, Rashawn Gary, all of those guys. They're going to, Joe Barry is going to be able to throw a lot of, you know, bodies at this offensive line. How do you think that Arthur Smith attacks that in, in, in week two? Well, you know, main thing Arthur Smith going to do, he's he going to run the football, no, right? He's going to run the ball. I'm going to punch you in the, in the mouth with the yes, run game, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if they can do that and get into some third and shorts, because that was a big problem last week where they got in a lot of third and longs, and that is oh, not what this offense wants to be. Nope. Um, so they need to get in some third and manageables, and if they can do that, I feel confident that they can be able to be much more effective on third downs, move the chains, and I think Desmond Ritter can operate the ways that he needs to operate. Um, so, you know, even though I don't think Ritter played particularly well, even though the 
as you mentioned, the passer rating is like second in the league, and it's like didn't look like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It, it didn't look like that. It didn't look back then in the Mercedes Benz. Like yeah. that was that looked totally different. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, we get that number the from numbers are lying a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> right. With that. You know, when you're you're just basically throwing it behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, of course you're gonna complete like what eighty percent of your passes of or whatever yeah. the number was. But um yeah. yeah, I think I think Desmond Ritter can do it. We just need to see it this week. But yeah. I, as you said, it starts up front. You got to control the line of scrimmage much better than they did last week. And if you can do that, then you will see the Arthur Smith offense come back to what we are accustomed to. A lot of runs, g- getting on third downs. And we, we, we've seen this consistently with Desmond Ritter, right? You right. know, he's been able to be successful on third downs pretty consistently in what little action he's gotten going back to last year. So um, I think if, if they can do that, then they, they should be fine. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, and on top of that, too, I really feel like that having Tyler Algier and B. John Robinson in the game at the same time, that's going to work out to their advantage, like, going forward, especially if Tyler Algier has, uh, continues to play like he did last week. Because, and I, I don't know about you, I wasn't surprised by that. I mean, there were some people who were like, whoa, wait a minute, who is this guy? Like, like, yeah, that's the guy that ran for 1,000 yards last year. He was doing that every week for, like, the last <laughs> two games last year. Right, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, this dude has been on a nice little run, you know, a little streak as, as of late. So I, I think that if they're able to get those guys on the field at the same time, and can we just get Drake London, like, involved, like – like, get him involved early because he seemed like he was a little out of it, you know. And I don't know about you, but it just seemed like, all right, man. Like, I'm not saying you got to feed the man, you know, 12 to 13 targets or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that. But get the man involved so he can kind of get this off. Because I, I want to see all this all this offense working, clicking on all cinders, cylinders. I would love for them to get that done this week, you know. Being able to get the ball to Kyle Pitts, get the ball to Drake London, and then work that two-backs uh, um, system and getting those guys touches as well, whether it be um, handing it off to them or, or uh, throwing it to them out of the backfield. I think the Falcons – I think Arthur Smith has a lot of toys that he wants to play with, I think, like you said, but it starts up front as to whether or not he's going to be able to feed all those guys at one time. Yeah. My everydayers, I want to say thank you for rocking with ATL Day Ones. Really appreciate you guys. If you haven't, you know, subscribed or like our YouTube channel, what are you waiting on? I need you guys to go ahead and do that just for me. If you don't want to do it for anybody else, do it for me, please. Or do it for Tanitra. If you like, I know y'all rocking with Tanitra, you know. Yeah, yeah go ahead and hit it. like and subscribe. That's buddy, gonna get man. you a lot more. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm trying to do, man. We're trying to get to nine thousand, man, and then eventually ten. We're trying to get to ten before for the Falcons are seven and three. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, did I throw that out there? I'm so I'm just tripping today. You know, I'm feeling real good about myself. But so yeah, all my everydayers, we really appreciate you and we thank you for rocking with ATL Day Ones. But Aaron. This is For the Culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell you want to talk about because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. And I don't know if you heard, but uh, the Braves clinched their sixth straight NL East title last night. And, um, you know, and of course, you know, Philadelphia, you know how they, the city of brotherly hate. I can't call them brotherly love because they seem like they always hating. You know, they boo Santa Claus, you know what I'm saying? So they just got a lot going on up in Philadelphia. They just angry for a lot for a lot of reasons, right? So during the celebration for, for the NL division title, the sixth straight, um, the fans were booing. And, you know, my boy, 
nephew Ronnie, Ronald Acuna, that's who like a, um, a face referred to him as, nephew. Nephew, you know, was like, hey, man, y'all bring it on. You know, yeah, keep them booze mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the Phillies manager, uh, you know, the day prior was just talking kind of a little, talking a little trash about my dog. Like mm-hmm. saying that, hey, you know, need to act like you've been there before. So, you know, man, like I know this this narrative, if I want to use the author's mysticism, uh, that's, this narrative irks me. So, like, I'm going to let you go ahead and start off first, man. Like, what are your thoughts on this whole situation about celebrating, act like you've been there before and all this stuff, man? Well, I mean, I know that Phillies probably haven't been there before because it's been a minute, you know. And so, you know, Acuna, he's the runaway favorite for the MVP. I, I know Bryce Harper won the MVP a couple of years ago, but, like, you know. Ain't he looks at six home runs, too. Like, yeah. Like, he know. stares at him, too. Yeah. And flips his back as well. You know, so I don't know, man. It's I'm 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 trying to be the civil one here, Jarvis. Here, um, it's just so stupid. It's because you probably know where I'm about to go. Yeah, it's yeah, just, it's yeah. just I, I hate this stuff too. I, I just like <laughs> look, man. It's sports, like right. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a you know, as they like to say, it's a child's game, right? Come like you, you know, like celebrate, like you know. Yeah, th- this man's okay. on top of the world. Acuna, he's gonna win the MVP. He's a runaway favorite for the MVP, right? The Braves yeah. are runaway favorites to, to win the world series like yeah i i get why you're mad in philadelphia because <laughs> you know yeah. on, you man. mad bro you know <laughs> why why are you mad though like because because here's the thing man like this is like this it's a little it runs a little deep with me because like people have had these type of comments and had these type of statements and utterings and underlying type of things being said about ronald Cooney ever since he stepped on on the diamond down here in Atlanta. So when, and I had, I heard an interesting comment today when people were talking about like, oh yeah, you know, he, you know, Ronald Acuna had, had maturity issues when he first came in. He did? Or was it Freddie Freeman didn't like how, like his style and who he was as a person, how he was as a person when he started talking about the eye black and, you know, wearing his hat a different way and, Hey, this is how you're supposed to act. And like, no, no. Ronald Cunha said, no, I'm going to be me. And he's been himself since day one. And he hasn't changed. So what are we talking about? How he's matured? And no, no, don't, don't, don't add that narrative. Because that's, that's the same type of narrative that goes right along with act like you've been there before. But like you said, this is sports, man. It's fun. Like, so I need y'all to leave Ronald Cunha alone, man. Like, like, please leave the man alone because, like, when you start making those 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 type of statements, like, I really start to question you at who you are as a person. I question your character, to be honest with you, when you start saying that because I don't hear you saying that about anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't hear you saying that about Bryce Harper. Are you saying Rob Thompson, manager of the Phillies? Are you saying that about your own player? Because I saw plenty of highlights of him gawking at his home runs and flipping that bat as he goes around the dog on bases. So, hey, man, if Ronald Acuna takes it, takes his time to celebrate that home run by flapping his wings as he's going around first base, so be it. That's just how he celebrates. Bryce Harper celebrates it in his own way, and Ronald Acuna celebrates it in his own way, man. Uh, yeah, so, you know, if, so you know, now we're, you know, the doors of the church open. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to pass out an offering plate, Aaron. 
See, see, I said I was the most humble host. I was just as humble as you. That's not humble. I, what I just said, that's not humble, Aaron. Like, please bring me back down. I don't, I don't know where I am right now. Like, I'm, 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 I'm flailing right now. Help me out, Aaron, please. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's, I don't know what to say, man. It's just like, this is the thing. This is the one thing I hate about baseball, right? <laughs> this is why I, don't, I know the whole tradition crap, yeah, right? The, yes, the whole traditional yes. stuff. I'm with it's you, like, man. I'm like, with look, you, man. You're, you run into bases. Like everybody's looking at you. Do do you know if you want to do backflips around the base, do backflips around the bases, right? You know what I mean? It's the same thing with you know football, you know, with touchdown celebrations. Like we all sit there and we we all enjoy we expect them to do something, right? right? You know what I'm saying? When when the defense gets a turnover and everybody runs to the end zone and is doing the the rowboat thing, you know, like or doing the bowling thing. Like that's that's cool. That's the best part of the game. Like so like baseball needs more of that, you know? So like when people are like, hey, I fuck your brain nervous. Shut up. Shut up. No, shut care. up. Like, please. That's my first response to shut up. Like, please, shut up and leave nephew alone. That's the, the thought for the day. So, yeah. But, yeah, this is about to be a really weird transition. So, we want to say thank you for uh, making ATL Day Ones your first listener today. Remember, we're free and available wherever you download your podcast. Wherever you download your podcast, make sure you leave us a five-star review. We'll be, be doing a big, big preview. Tanitra will be back, and we might have a special guest. So, make sure you guys come back tomorrow to check us out. And as we preview what's going down with the Atlanta Falcons versus the Green Bay Packers. And before we get out of here, if you don't do anything else with your life, make sure you share love, show love, and most importantly, stop hating and get better and spread some love.